Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Before we get started on today's show, man, I just can't say enough good things about the Perfect Package 3.0 kit from Manscaped. All the right tools for the best manscaping experience. Of course, you've got the Lawnmower 3.0. Enough said, right? Lawnmower 3.0, state of the art razor to round out your manscaping routine. You also get the Crop Preserver, the Crop Reviver in the Perfect Package 3.0 kit. You also get the free travel bag, the unsung hero of the Perfect Package 3.0 kit, as I like to say. You get all of that in the Perfect Package 3.0. You can get it for 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code DNVR20 at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor, guys, and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR20 at manscaped.com. Passing game. If you take this line here, this line here, this line here, and this line here, and you play in between there and have a good time, you'll end up scoring. So forget the plays. Just go out there, have a good time, run around like a chicken with your head cut off, make those stiffs run and chase you on defense a little bit, and you too can win a few games. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the DNBA live show presented by Illegal Beats. Ah. <laughs> Eric, just no participation. I can't, I can't do it, man. I can't believe you. I cannot believe you, man. Have you no spirit? He, no. no joy? He has none. No joy, no spirit. <laughs> he, he's, he doesn't do this for the love of the game anymore. He just does no. the cash the checks. <laughs> sold, sold out. <laughs> my, my guest up to the top right, Eric. Listen, guys, I, can I take this moment to apologize for not participating in the air horn? Uh, I, I, I just don't feel okay. I, vote. Vote hits it so hard. Wind is bringing something special to it. I just feel like I drag it down. That's all there is. You drag everything down, Eric. Yeah, that's true. You no, know, it's not dragging me down. Harrison wins hair. You know, like when Ben Wallace used to take out the cornrows when he was at home, just let the fro fly. This is just like that. That's what I'm doing tonight. You look so much like Ben Wallace. The muscle. The def- he's the defensive anchor. The defensive anchor of the DNBA show. <laughs> and then over here, it's uh, it's Brendan Vote. Nothing special for me. <laughs> Harrison Vote. Oh wow! That That's right. Actually, really I wouldn't mind that. Harrison's a nice name. Coming on to the show today is our special guest, one of my favorite podcasters, and who has somebody I would say is first team all summer league. Mm. I don't know if this is an actual award, but I would definitely think it is. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The host of the Fast Break Breakfast podcast, a podcast I have appeared on, I think, three times. It's That's Keith Rich. Welcome him in. Hey, hey, thanks for having hey. me. Excited <laughs> to be here. First team summer league. <laughs> yeah. Also, Josh Selby. First team all guest with that. Uh, is that a Denver Nuggets shirt? Yeah, there? I got my, my Denver Nuggets. Like, there it is. Perfect. There it is. Perfect. 
be I honest, like deep connection to this man. Yeah, already beards. Well, look at the, yeah, look at the, look yeah. at the two of us. I feel like I'm looking into the future, or the I have no idea how old you are. It's the future. <laughs> okay, go. Ahead. Uh, Keith, be honest. You were a little flattered to be first team all summer league. That's a that's a real honor. It's a great honor. It's a great honor. I mean, you have you have your Damian Lillard's. They, right. you know, you have your yeah. uh, Chris Guns. Chris, I was thinking, like, what's that guy? Is it Darius Miller? No, was who's he, that? That he balled out? Quincy Miller. Quincy oh, Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to pull up a Nuggets. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. He, yeah. I thought he was going to be incredible. Yeah. Also, Nicholas Skidishvili, first team all summer league. That's summer league can be <laughs> oh. That was before me. I never saw Skidishvili play at summer league. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember that. But. I've heard it was freaking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> legend to ski to. <laughs> really. um no uh so today we actually have a full show of some really interesting topics this is gonna be the most basketball i feel like we've talked in quite a cool. while i'm like I'm really excited yeah, we, always kind of, we have a toe in basketball and then we're all out in the, all over the place but i wouldn't bring on a memphis grizzlies slash uh you know basketball obscurity expert like keith if, if uh we weren't going to talk any basketball. So we're going to start off our first question. Keith uh, has – would you say the Grizzlies are your, always your number one team? Yeah. Oh, very much so. Very much diehard Grizzlies. Since since they announced they were moving from Vancouver to Memphis, I was like, I live in Nashville, but that's close enough. I felt the kinship, the geographic kinship of the state. And so I've been like a diehard Grizzlies fan uh, since day one of, of coming to Memphis but I have, I mean, I have on the side, I've dabbled with the Nuggets, but never, never ahead of, of my main piece, the Grizzlies. Of course. Yeah. You were, the Nuggets were your side piece team for like at least two years. A long, oh, a long time. A long, yeah. yeah. It was, it was literally, uh, it was, Jokic came in and had like a nine assist game and then like an eight assist game. And I was like, who is this fella? I love him. <laughs> and I actually remember seeing him at summer league too. And so that was a guy who like, I immediately grabbed him in my like uh, hardcore fantasy basketball league. I was in Oh, like, nice assist out of the center spot. Uh, and, and like, since then I was immediately in love with Jokic and thus became like a, a nuggets fan since the, the emergence of, of Nikola Jokic. Fantasy basketball fans are really into Jokic. Like, they were the first, the early adopters. Like, hey, this guy's, it really was. Fantasy. I mean, it was, it, it was the thing where you're checking your box score and you're like, who's this guy who got nine assists? And yeah, it's like, he's right. a sinner. That doesn't make any sense. And then, yeah, he, and then yeah. I, again, I, don't, I haven't looked it up, but I feel like the next game he had a, a good number of assists and it was like, I will bid a lot of money to have this guy on my team because <laughs> maybe he's going to give it. And so... And then obviously how goofy he looks and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, his, yeah. the pudginess, the demeanor, <laughs> all the fun passes. And as like a, you know, league pass junkie, that's all you're, that's all you're hoping for. And so, no, I've been very into the nuggets and Adam, you briefed me, you were like, welcome to the bandwagon. It's going to be painful. Just so you know, <laughs> there, there, there's a history of letdowns. And so I mean, like, yeah, I feel like I've been sort of along for the ride because the, the ascendance of the nuggets coincided a little bit with like the, the downfall or, or the dip yeah. in, the, in the grit and grind Grizzlies. And mm -hmm. so like I, I had a playoff team in the nuggets and I, I got to enjoy that agony <laughs> when, when my own, my own team wasn't making it. So, well, that's why I'm, we're bringing you on or part of the reason why we're bringing you on because 
the grit and grind Grizzlies, I've said this like two, three years ago, and I feel like it's less true the deeper I get into the Nuggets. I said two, three years ago, I said if the Nuggets had a grit and grind Grizzlies run, that's a success to me because that team was very lovable. I always say it's important for a team to have sort of a brand and like grit and grind. They're memorable, right? There's a lot of good teams that don't have an identity and you kind of just kind of forget about them. Grit and grind. Everybody knew them. They were really good. They were probably underrated. They were probably closer to getting over um, the hump than people realize. But when you don't get over the hump, teams, people can't seem to put you in a certain category. But I want to know, why didn't they get it over, over the hump? Why, why for eight years or whatever it was, did they go up against some of the best teams but never quite beat them in the playoffs? I think the simple answer, not to be like trite, is they didn't have one of the best five players in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's, I mean, that's what every NBA franchise deals with. If, and if you don't even have, I mean, I don't, the Grizzlies didn't have a top 10 player in the NBA. I mean, maybe like 2013, like Gasol, he was first team all NBA, but there's the funny business because you have a center position. So he wasn't, right. he wasn't really one of the best 10 players in the NBA. So I think that like that, that that's the long and short of it. I think if they had a couple of fortuitous breaks, they yeah. could have won a title. I think in, in 2011, when the Mavericks won a title, it was one of those years where LeBron maybe wasn't ready and there wasn't a clear alpha dog in the league. And then I think their best team was the, the, against the Warriors. And I think they could have won the title that year. It just didn't work out. Mike Conley fractured his face and Tony Allen pulled his oh, hamstring. Yeah. And again, when you're a small market team like the Grizzlies and Memphis, you basically immediately slide off the national radar and people remember the grit and grind Grizzlies and nationally they're like, Oh, that was a fun, lovable era. But I, I always feel like if Memphis was the bulls or the Celtics or the Sixers, we would think of this team as being way better than it was. Like this team yeah. was, in my opinion, one of the top maybe six or seven teams in the NBA for four straight years. Definitely. And that's basically a title contender. And, and I think they had a couple of chances but again, when you're a small market team and you're in the West and you don't win that many playoff games, you kind of get forgotten. Was the Warriors um, year that was the how's it going year, right? That was the how's it going <laughs> year. I because so the Grizzlies lost game one. People forget that Mike Conley had a broken face and did not play. Nick Kalathis, <laughs> who I adore, but Nick Kalathis was in way over his head. Yeah. And yeah. So, like the Grizzlies lost at Golden State in game one. Mike Conley came back game two, the Grizzlies win. Uh, they, they win at home in game three where Tony Allen seriously aggravates – or then in game four, Tony Allen seriously aggravates a hamstring injury and he goes out. This is remembered in a false history that Zach Lowe has, has perpetuated – that <laughs> wow the rare Zach Lowe. Rare Zach Lowe. You guys, let's do it <laughs> so if i if i ask any of you guys like what was the turning point in the warriors grizzlies series the narrative has been written and established because the victors write the history of course they say oh steve kerr adjusted yeah. and put i put andrew bogut on tony allen and that was the series that's not what and happened. That, what, what happened was Tony Allen pulled his hamstring and <laughs> played basketball. Mm. And like, there was a run where Andrew Bogan was guarding a hobbled Tony Allen. And like Tony Allen's like, I, I can't play. And, and yeah. so there was a run where Andrew Bogan was guarding an injured Tony Allen. And okay. so that became the history. Grizzlies fans, and especially us truly diehard cultish members of the grit and grind, will let you know the Grizzlies were 2-0 and against the Warriors when Tony Allen and Mike Conley played. 
<laughs> okay, okay, Kendrick Perkins. Okay. Hey, small market victories, man. Small market victories. I, I will say, though, I was at game three. I drove to Memphis for game three. It's called the Mike Conley Mass game in Memphis. And the Grizzlies went up two to one. And I, I guess I was old enough at that point and seasoned enough and maybe um, jaded enough to be like <laughs> – this is probably the apex of my Grizzlies fandom. I mean, I'm going to soak this yeah. in. Like, I'm going to have 48 hours to be like, man, there's like a 22% chance we make the finals. And, and, <laughs> and so, I definitely soaked in that 2-1 lead being like, this is as good as it gets. And it was. Is there an alternate? That was right. That was, yeah. What year was that? Because was that the first title run for the Warriors? It was, it, right? It was. They had- it was. And then the Grizzlies <clears throat> – no joke, the Grizzlies legitimately could have won the title that year. I think they were the best team in the Western Conference. The Warriors, maybe they're just being friendly because no one cares about the Grizzlies. They've said that was the toughest test they faced was the Grizzlies. That's so that, such a classic line you say about yeah. a team that you have no beef with. Like, you know, exactly. actually, the Grizzlies. So I think that I think you, you need, like, so for a small market team or a team, even like the Nuggets, where you're not going to have a top 10 player, as much as I love Jokic, I don't think he's a top 10 player. If you're not gonna have a top top, all right, guys. That was Keith. Parrish. That was, <laughs> that, was, that, was uh, that was really an enjoyable. Right. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Keith, had to kick you out there for a second. Let's just start off. You said Jokic was not a top ten player. Yeah, let's we start. Can we get the uh, the beginning where, of the show? Where I don't. So where do you guys have? Where do we have Jokic? I love Jokic. One of my favorite players. Ten, seven through ten, maybe. He's a, he's like in between number one or two. <laughs> I have I mean, Jokic firmly I, in the I, top I, ten. Yeah, Edge like firmly. Okay. I mean, like he's one of the like him and Embiid are the best two centers, right? Hey, yeah, don't yeah. bite down if you think. You yeah. think it. it honestly it doesn't matter. It's funny to laugh and yell about. Are we counting the hurt players? I mean, we got Durant, we got Curry, we got Harden, we got Antetokounmpo. Um, you're running out of guys. Four. <laughs> that right Is that it? He's definitely behind those guys. Uh, <laughs> okay. No, I mean, you're right, though. I I, I think team. when we did it at the beginning of the year, he was like seventh or eighth or something like that. Okay. To us, yeah. if you had him 11, 12, 13, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't get like too freaked out about it. I mean, he would just kick uh, you out of the show. Like, yeah. Kick you out of the show. <laughs> How do we feel about Damian Lillard? Uh... <laughs> Look, somebody. Yeah, I see Blake's ready to hop out of the chat. I mean, uh, I, I, I haven't even mentioned Rudy Gobert. What's wrong? Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Hold on. I got All right. So let's let's say if you have if you ha- if you top out with the eighth best player, sure. And also, your eighth best player isn't a natural shot creator. Like yeah, an yeah. on-ball player all the time, I, you could whatever. If y'all want to get real fanatical about Jokic <laughs> being an on-ball player, but I, I feel like y- you have to have those perfect windows. Oh yeah, where, where there's where there's oh, yeah. not a, a perfect team out there, uh, a chance for like a, a Raptors to break through last year. Even though I mean they had Kawhi. Uh, sorry, Kawhi's better than yeah, Jokic. but it was still a perfect um, break though. It was I mean, a perfect break for them. Did. Yeah, and I, I feel like that's what your small market teams need. Yeah, totally. but. Uh, I'm also like a proponent of if you're going to have one of the eight best teams in the league, you just you just go for it. And I think that's where the Nuggets are right now, where there's no reason to get all like dunked on brain about it and be like, hey, you, you got to tear it down, you know, right, or like, right. like, 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 when like, you're like, like you're bumping your head against the wall. Of like, you're never going to beat like if it's the Grizzlies, you're like, oh, we're not going to beat the Warriors. Or we're not going to beat the Thunder. And it's right. like, yeah, but we're one of the best eight teams. What are you going to do? You just right. you, you hope it breaks for you. Only one team wins it every year, and normally that team has LeBron James or <laughs> yeah. one of the, one of the best right. players ever on it. So, <laughs> like, so true. so it's funny because as a Grizzlies fan, and you have this, I guess, benefit of hindsight. You know, it doesn't work out. 
would you trade that in? Like them trying yeah. to get all Galaxy Brain GM to build, you know, some shadow of a contender's blueprint or whatever versus like, all right, we'll zag when everyone else is zigging and we're one of the top eight teams. We may be number eight, but let's let's run with this. I, I think anytime you can be like a top eight team, you just go with what you have. I don't yeah. – maybe if you're really old or something, you're like, we have a chance to reload by trading off uh, Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and your, Ray Allen. You do it that way. But if your guys are young, if they're in their late 20s even – I'm still more of the belief there's no prove it like the blow it up and build. There's no proven success on that. Oh, of course. I mean, like the Sixers, what the, they're the six seed right now or the five seed when, yeah. when the season ended. All the teams at the top didn't do that right now. The Bucks, the Raptors, uh, the Clippers, yeah. the Lakers. Like the Lakers were terrible, but like none of them really did the yeah, full. That, really, that one doesn't count. But uh, your, yeah. your point about the other ones, I think, does count. Um, was there a move? Was there a year where you look back now and you go, man, that was the year? Like, and it sounds like a lot of times the, the moves that pay off are Zebo and Tony Allen, two beloved grit and grind Grizzlies. And it's like you trade them for Paul George for one year who doesn't want to be there, but right. it's like, you know what? We're just going for it and right. we're better with Paul George. Yeah. Well, I think with, again, with, when you're a small market team, and again, if you don't have a Jokic on your team, if you're just stuck with a merely like a, a Mark Gasol, who's maybe the 12th player in the league, poor, that year, poor bastard. I think you have to, you have to get lucky and have that window open and you have to nail all your moves. And if there's one I circle for that 2013, I think this was the 2013 year where they lost in the conference semifinals to the Warriors is that they signed Vince Carter that year and Vince Carter was horrible. And that was like their whatever. I think it was their full mid level or whatever it was. It was like a five million dollar a year contract, and he was supposed to fulfill this shot creating role, this bench role, and he was awful the whole season. They ended up trading to get Jeff Green to hope Jeff Green could fill it in. And so, like, and Jeff Green, you know, everyone knows Jeff Green. It's it, he looks like he's doing well, and then you see the stats, and the team always gets crushed when he was oh, on the court. Oh yeah, <laughs> and and that was the same thing for the playoffs, where it's like every time Jeff Green was on the court, like the plus minus was awful. Jeff so, Green's what you do when your first mid-level exception doesn't work out. It's so true. <laughs> and that's what it. and that's what happened. So the Grizzlies went with Vince Carter, who you know, people remember him fondly because he's a great guy and he's a Hall of Famer, but he was awful that, <laughs> that season on the Grizzlies. And it was it's just another example of the Grizzlies buying a guy who was maybe chronically injured. They didn't know it. And I think that that's what that's like that's why grit and grind kind of gave way. Because they mm. spent they, they were spending so much money. This, this also I guess, applies to the, the Nuggets. When you're spending a, a max money on a guy who's not really a max player, which is Jamal Murray for the Nuggets, it was Mike, it was Mike Conley for the Grizzlies. And the Grizzlies were in a similar situation where it's like you pay Mike Conley the max or you, you get nothing because right. you're over the cap. Uh, right. It's like we can yeah. max it. We can go right, right up to the luxury tax um, line. So we were not stuck with Mike Conley, but you're overpaying. You're not. Yeah. You're never going to get max production out of him. So you have to then hit on all the other small contracts. And again, the Grizzlies were great. They won 57 games, and they were maybe you know a top five team in the league that year. But if they could have gotten anything out of Vince Carter and Jeff Green, that might have been enough to put him over the hump. But as it was, it was broken face Mike Conley, and then Zebo Gasol and Tony Allen, Courtney Lee, like doing what they could. <sighs> And being very good, but missing maybe that one chance to get lucky and end up with a title. I, I have a small PSA. I have a small PSA. <laughs> this, this, this isn't because Keith is on the show because we've we've said this like a lot this year. Um, but Keith did just bring it up. Can we stop calling Jamal Murray a max player until next year? 
because he's not oh. on a max contract yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Asterisk. Like we, Asterisk. we've done, we've done this all year. You're right. He's you just, it is fair. It is fair. And you he's not on a max contract. And that, it's this is we're at this point with what the about Jamal Murray stuff. Are you, are you getting max uh, production well, out of Paul Mills? Yeah, oh man, not on a max contract. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why would he? He's not on a max contract. Oh, I hate this. The Millsap deal already. Yeah. Millsap deal is fine. Millsap deal is fine. Yeah, I think what what wind is. Insinuating, which is true, is that Jamal Murray will play like a max player next year. I'm not saying he will. I'm saying he could, and it's unfair to judge him like that. I, uh, I, yeah. I do. I will say this: when people talk about Jamal Murray, and I'm, I'm, don't think this is going to happen by any stretch. But it is like, can he? This is a five-year deal. Can he, over the course of five years, like reach into that? To the where he's worth it again, I would bet against that because I I think I shared probably Keith's perspective on him, but I do think Harrison is also fair in saying like yeah, you almost always pay a younger player before they're a max guy like you like oh he's gonna be he's gonna turn into this and maybe well, Jamal does and when again like to the small market point like when you're Memphis or Denver you don't first of all you don't get like first pick at the buffet line of stars and all the tiers of stardom and also you have to overpay people to stick around like. You can't guarantee that you will sign or draft another player as good as Jamal Murray in the Jokic era. Like that is the odds are against you there. So when you have a guy whose ceiling is good enough or maybe good enough, and you're a team like Denver or Memphis, you really don't have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it's funny. Jamal's in that perfect spot where I think the people that, you know, hype him up and the people that knock him down actually view him the exact same way i had this conversation with ryan blackburn about it because ryan's like a big like jamal guy and he's really been pushing him and i like we was we were going through it's like we both have the exact same expectation for what he's going to be it's just we're, we're viewing it i think through the lens that keith is presenting here which is you have to have your two best players or your two highest paid players be good enough right. like they have to right, be lebron right. and anthony davis or Kawhi and paul george in today's nba they can't be like oh he's pretty good he's the 25th best player it's like yeah that's you're gonna always be that second tier except team that except if you catch the league in one of those off years like keith was talking about right. like see the mavericks when dirk finally got his if the nuggets are able to catch the league and if Memphis was able to cash the league in one of those years, that's when you can win it when you don't have two of those certified top 10 guys. What I'm taking from this conversation is that it's so foolish to follow the NBA unless you live in Los Angeles. <laughs> it's Boston. that hard to win, man. But you know, it's, it's, no, it's the, the the likelihood of you winning is so low, but the payoff is so it's, great. You how just would keep we know? Going back. <laughs> well, I don't know. I assume. I, I believe it. It's like when you, we can use the Vegas metaphor. If you're you're at the craps table, you know, you could just play the, the, uh, the cum liner or whatever just like right there or you can get crazy and been like you <laughs> know what eyes. snake eyes are coming up i know it doesn't come no, up the, very often but the, yeah. the, ta- the takeaway is rings culture is idiotic yeah that's that's the, yeah, that's the takeaway yeah. that's like Absolutely. there's so many things that have to go right and even like you talk about like the like los angeles they haven't won anything in forever and unfortunately yeah, the pandemic took away their their shot right now yeah. so, <laughs> really you don't know you don't know what's going to happen if you have a chance to be good and pretty good you try to win and that's oh, I love- that, that's I, again going back to what Adam answered. I'll answer it again. I wouldn't trade it for anything. The eight years of the Grizzlies being very competitive. Yeah, yeah exactly. if we hadn't signed Vince Carter and Brendan Wright <laughs> and Chandler Parsons and Ben McLemore in four consecutive seasons and missed every draft pick, the Grizzlies, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, we, we, got, we got lucky again and now can we're you, awesome again. Can, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Can, it's almost a perfect segue, but I want to go one, one more area here. Can you give me your five favorite Grizzlies of the grit and grind Grizzlies era? Is it is it possible to go with five? Well, I mean, five is too easy. I mean, I, Tony Allen's my favorite player ever. 
Okay. Uh, Mar Margasol, one of my all-time favorite players. You, ha you have to go Zebo. Um, now I'm deciding how to leave out Mike Conley. Mike Conley's awesome. Like, it's actually a shame they messed up so many moves in a row right. where Mike Conley's peak, which was after this, uh, they, they, had, they had nothing for him. Mm. So I guess I'll say Mike Conley. If I had to choose a fifth, it would actually be Nick Calathis because that man was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that man was, I mean, there was a there was a brief window. Let's go back to the year before they made the conference finals. Might have been their most talented team. They had a second unit of, like, they had Ed Davis and James Johnson and and – Nick Calathis and Tony Allen would be out there and no one could score on them. Yeah, it was incredible. <laughs> could they score, though? But like Jaeger, <laughs> no, honestly, they, they crushed people. I mean, they were usually playing other second units. It's like the Grizzlies this season where they have a second unit that crushes other second units. But it was, I was, uh, I adored it. But then when it got to the playoffs, Jaeger didn't play like any of those guys mm, outside of Tony yeah. Allen. But before we get back to today's show, guys, I've got a new favorite from the Breckbrew Farmhouse. I'm not a meatloaf guy. Let me preface this by saying that. I am not a big meatloaf guy, but I tried the wild game meatloaf from the Breck Brew Farmhouse. I went and picked it up. They're awesome curbside pickup option, and they have a special curbside pickup menu. The wild game meatloaf is to die for. It's incredible. Comes with mashed potatoes, brown gravy, green chili, cornbread, honey butter, and a choice of a Caesar salad or slaw. I'd highly recommend it. They also have a ton of other stuff on that curbside pickup menu. The Breck Brew Farmhouse, they can also deliver from there. Call them up 303-803-1380 from 12 to 8. Those are the hours for pickup. But like I said, you can get delivery as well. You can also get your favorite beers delivered or you can pick them up. The Avalanche, the Cardo Core, the Hot Peak IPA. They have so many other options as well. So hit up the Breck Brew Farmhouse if you're looking for a lunch or dinner option this week. And also guys, if I had to pick out one thing that I really like about MSU Denver Online, it's that they put their students first and they put a dynamic education at your fingertips without really forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. MSU Denver is the Colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom a guest on our show earlier this week, Travis Heath, is a teacher at MSU Denver. So that's the type of education, that's the type of teacher you get when you take classes at MSU Denver. MSU Denver graduates use their relevant degrees to land coveted jobs. Some of our very own staff members at DNVR are taking MSU Denver online classes this summer. They've got classes if you're a first-time freshman, if you're an existing student, or if you're looking to go back to school and get a second degree. They have classes for everybody, every subject, every level, 100, 300, 500 level classes. So if you're just looking to take a couple classes, brush up on a couple different subjects, or if you're looking to go back to school and get a degree or get a degree for the first time, choose MSU Denver Online. Okay, well, now we can turn our attention to the future. Um, we just talked, we just went to the past. <laughs> We're going to skip the present and go straight to the future. <laughs> the little... there, there is no present. There is no present, yeah. Um, and we're going to look at the best you know, um, young cores. This this is a term that doesn't actually mean anything. It can mean whatever you want it to. Ali, can you queue Love up? It. I'm going to show you. We're going to play the new meme that's sweeping the interwebs. We're going to play the new meme. <laughs> that's, that's, that's everyone's that's favorite dad. Right? We're going to play the new meme. Ali, queue up uh, in the club. Crying. We're going to play in the club. 
or not in the club. Sweeping the nation. I think I saw this on Twitter for like a couple hours. <laughs> I have been Once dying, every three years. I have been dying to play this game since oh. I saw it like six days ago. You're right. It's already an old meme. It's been lasted Keith, like uh, yeah. four hours. Keith, one of the best dynamics that exists on this show, if, uh-huh. you, want to call, if you want to call this a show, yeah, is, uh, is. Brendan's absolute disgust at Adam's inability to keep with the times. It's, he's it's like, so good. He's like, like one of the, the most inspiring creative people I've ever worked with. He does so much great stuff. And it's like, oh. he's the VP of NPR. He doesn't know what an airdrop is. Listen, I'm 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 Team Adam all the way here. I don't I don't keep up with anything. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I saw like this collection of characters on Twitter, and I didn't know what it was. And I I, I and it, it was Grimes' baby name. And like I didn't I saw the letters together, and I realized I don't want to know what that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I went I went I felt like you know 24 hours not yeah. knowing what that was like. I, I'm a person who like uses the mute feature on Twitter. When I see like a meme, I'm like, I'm, I'm not muting this word. Oh, wow. wow, wow. <laughs> I don't, I am, I'm very, gonna, that's why you haven't been seeing my tweets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. It all makes sense. Keith. You're definitely going to want to unmute in the club or not in the club. Like, so you see I, like I, I saw that photo and I thought it was just somebody I didn't really know. It, <laughs> I'm like, I've seen this a couple times. I don't know what that is. Oh my God. All right. So we're going to go over some young cores here. I've selected these. Maybe at the end you can tell me I left somebody out that um, I should not have. And you're just going to tell me if they're in the club or not in the club. And this just means like, oh, you, you're you buying them. This is a young core that we need to be concerned yeah. with. Yeah. And then here's the other thing. I, I cut it off at 25 years old, but you can still factor in the guys that are 25. For example, a Jokic. I, I don't want any 25-year-olds in my club. <laughs> oh, out, out the club. Out the club. Oh. Who are, who are the – is Jokic 25? How, how old's Jokic? Jokic is 25. But 25. here's what I was going to say. Out in the club. <laughs> Jokic has never stepped foot inside a club. So don't worry about that. Yes, he has. Yes, You've he has seen it just him, he's seen trees. him in a tree. That's yeah. trees. Trees? He's been in trees. He's trees. He's been in it's the courtyard of a club. It's the opposite of a club. They're yeah. playing folk music. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so you can factor those guys in. It's just obviously they're older. So Jokic probably is what he's going to be, but, you know, whatever. He's going to be a nugget for a while, so maybe he counts. All right, let's go number one, the Celtics. I've got their core, Tatum, Brown, Robert Williams, Grant Williams, a handful of other garbage, but most of the that's that's <laughs> mostly the uh, the core. We don't like garbage in the club. This is this a squad? Is this a squad? Well, I'm, I'm confused about the rules. There's um, no rules, Keith. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Tatum, I really the rule is I really wanted to use this meme, and it kind yeah. of makes sense for this. Yeah. Tatum and Brown are both awesome, but yeah. that's just like two guys. That's not really a not, club. That's not a core. They're out the club. Out, out the, the club. club. Wow. 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 Boston, it's going to wow. be a tight club, wow. man. Wow. Like, we need to here's my thing. I'm, real quick so he gets this. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm looking at. I'm looking at like real young. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to be weird. <laughs> yeah, that was like a real weird comment. Yeah. We're talking about in the club and you're looking for real I, young. I, I'm just talking about that I mean, clip. I'm, and... I'm, I'm just, you know, yeah, just use that clip. No context. The club yeah, I want. You I want to tweet that quote out. <laughs> I mean, I want to I, I, I want to rig this game for my Grizzlies. <laughs> yes, and and we're winning all the games that are the youngest. <laughs> okay. if, it's, if it's the youngest. You can't rent out the entire club for just the Grizzlies. I will say. <laughs> I mean, obviously, the Celtics should be great for a long time because Tatum and Brown are both young. The rest of their core pieces, I don't care about yet. 
But they could get in the club with just Tatum and Brown, though, right? Sure. I'm not I'm not gonna argue that. Those guys are awesome. They're also like, you know, when you're about to get paid, I don't know. It, it loses yeah. some of the luster. Yeah, I love that. I love it. That's actually kind of a, a fair point. Um, but I do think that they're gonna be they're gonna be around. They'd probably be in the club for me, but that's fine. All right, the 76ers, you know, obviously they have Simmons, they have Thibault, they have Zaire Smith. Um, Embiid's not really I many, he's 26 or something, so he's not in the club. Or he's old. What do you think about them? <laughs> well, if the Celtics aren't in the club, the Sixers are really not in the club. and Brown is a much better young core than just Ben Simmons, coward, and uh, Bible. <laughs> not a coward, just can't shoot. So yeah. Yeah. So, but can we make sure is anybody in this club before we <laughs> well <get> that? <laughs> there's one team yeah. i know he's gonna have in the okay. club, so. <laughs> very it's a very exclusive club <laughs> this, this 76ers team like what is their title window for title contention or do you think it's just like a very near version of the 76ers is so different from what it is yeah. now that it's not worth talking about as their, an extension i think their title window is 2019 okay it's past i love it i love <laughs> yeah. the spice Let's bring. I mean, I, I love Ben Simmons. I think Ben Simmons is amazing. I would give everything besides Jaw and Jaron on the Grizzlies for Ben Simmons. Okay. Uh, but but here it goes. I don't. I don't <laughs> think what they have now. I agree. They would need one of those weird windows oh, yeah. we were talking about, where yeah. it just opened up perfectly. Because I don't. I think their ceiling is like fifth best team in the NBA. And they're, not, they're not even at that ceiling. <laughs> and no. they got that window last year, and they, they missed. I mean, granted, they, had, they were yeah. a couple bounces yeah. of the basketball away. Four like, bounces. Thing I always yeah. have four to bounces. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I mean, you always like, have to back like, up and remind yourself. But that was the year where they would have gone, and there would have been no KD, and per- Philly gets their title. Are they, are, Ali they, is crying behind the scenes right now. Are in, they uh, ever Philly's going? I mean, are they ever going to get max contract contributions from Al Horford and Tobias Harris? I, I don't think so. Even though maybe I don't maybe Horford's not technically technically a max. Like they're paying so much money to these guys. Um, I, I don't think I, I don't have them in my club, and I also think their title window, unless something drastic happens, is not open. I mean, Simmons is so young; they could pivot completely. So but, can I give you a pivot that I have been pushing on uh, this yeah. year, Joe? I love pivots. A Jamal Murray, uh, Ben Simmons swap to me, I am so in on it. Now, you, let's be honest, you probably have to throw something else in if you're Denver right now. Maybe Jamal Murray, maybe you ride Jamal Murray out one more year and he just goes to that next level. But Simmons and Jokic, I'm ready for it. This is what I want. I don't, Yeah, I don't know why the Sixers would do that. Well, they need some shooting. They've got no shooting around them. They want a max player. They need a max player. <laughs> what is, what they is, need to give someone else a little too much money. Isn't Jamal Murray like 37% from three? I try to tell Nuggets fans yeah, this all the time. Just I wait try till to, next I, year. I, I, try to t- I try to tell Nuggets fans all the time that it, like they think I'm the Jamal hater, but everybody we have on the show that's not I in guess, Denver says the exact same thing. So I guess if Jamal Murray's three-point percentage is higher than the millions he makes next year, that's a, that's a win, right? <laughs> wow. The spice coming out of Keith today. Wow. Uh, all right. short. I, I, let's get, yeah, it's a little depressing here. Um, yeah, dude, the, this was the Matt Moore episode, I thought. <laughs> yeah. oh, that, now, I'm, now I'm leaving. See ya. <laughs> um, all right. No. Number three here, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, geez, this is sad. Garland, Sexton, Kevin Porter Jr. Just throw it up. We, we... I will. I will say I didn't watch. Allie <laughs> didn't even wait. <laughs> the Cavs can't even get in the line for the club. Yeah. Like, they yeah, won't they... even let him in the line. 
the bouncer reaches higher you in the back. Absolutely. Yeah. Like they can't even pay full cover. They can't, they, they can't even get in line. I feel yeah, all of the clubs in Cleveland have been shut down. Right. Yo, <laughs> these guys diced up the nuggets not too long ago, though. Oh god, that's that was so sad. Shut up, Brendan. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say I haven't honestly watched the Cavaliers that much this year. But they also didn't make my short list when I did my five minutes of preparation. I mean, no, I'm not excited about any of their young players. So you don't want to watch College Sexton slap the floor a couple of times? <laughs> it's kind I of, do. I love it's that. kind of fun. College right. Sexton's hair bothers me. I, that little braid, I can't handle it. Out yeah, the club. Out yeah. the club. Yeah. There's, a dress code. There's a dress code here at this club. Oh, God. All right. The uh, Chicago Bulls. Arturis is now part of the course. Ooh. we got to add him in there. But they got marketing. Uh, okay. they got Wendell Carter, my guy. And Kobe White, not my guy. <laughs> Zach Levine is over the age limit, but, you know. Yeah, he's, he's so unfortunately I set a very strict admittance <laughs> policy by yeah. excluding the Celtics first. Yeah. And no, I'd rather have the Celtics two guys than any of that oh. yeah. on the pole. <laughs> yeah. So no, they're 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 out the club. <laughs> All right, they're out the club. Nobody's in the club. No one right just go in this club. Just keep by himself. <laughs> just waiting for the super I mean, young I, kids I, to come uh, into the club. Maybe I'm I'm losing business right now. And <laughs> And with social distancing, yeah. Celtics come back in the club. Yeah, Celtics, yeah. yeah we, need, we, we got we got to bring them back. <laughs> Celtics are back it. in the club. Maybe yeah. We need like a coupon policy to get more yeah, people yeah, yeah, in this yeah. club. So you you bought a coupon? We'll honor that. Yeah, we'll honor that. You know what's funny is I didn't even rank these by best to like worst to best. Like I'm building up. I just went east and west, and I think all the good ones are in the west. Sadly, every year it's the west that has all yeah, the teams. Yeah. yeah. Last one in the east, the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, we got Trey Young. We got. Collins, Herder, oh, they're, in the, they're, they're in, the in the club. No, they're in the club. Wow. wow. I'm kind of surprised by this one. Why are uh, they in the club? They're the anti-grit and grind Grizzlies. <laughs> well, they are. I think the Hawks are on the short list when you're coming up of a of young core you're excited about. When, when they played those guys, I mean, Trey Young, obviously, I'm not a huge Trey Young believer. Like, yeah. I, I, I saw maybe eight games of theirs last year in full, and he was unbelievably good in two of them. And he was like mediocre and four and atrocious in the other couple. So it's not a representative sample size necessarily. I have seen the guys on my team destroy them. <laughs> uh, I think they, they, they beat them by 40 in Atlanta. And it was like, all right, I don't know about Trey Young. But I mean, I'm excited about Cam Reddish. I do have a little thing for guys who can't shoot. All I've told <laughs> so Cam Reddish seems How are the Hawks in the club? You don't even believe in Trey Young. <laughs> and, think, yet, and yet you don't love Jamal. I <laughs> have a lot of guys, though. Yeah, they have a lot of guys. I think Trey Young hey, is at least Bruno a guy Fernando. I haven't given up on. I think he, he possesses the most valuable skill in the NBA, which yeah. is hitting threes off the dribble, and he can control an offense, and he, he's young enough where I'm like, all right, maybe he will play someone on defense and can lead a team. And I do think offense is more important than defense. So you have John, and you have John Collins. We're including John Collins. I think he's a very good player. Uh, you have Cam Reddish and then DeAndre Hunter. I, those five, oh, Kevin Herter. Like yeah, Herter, I like. Guard. There's a dearth of shooting guards in the NBA who can do anything, and Kevin Herter is one of those guys, <laughs> yeah. and he's young. And I know those five guys, I think the the young Herter, Reddish, Hunter, Collins, that five-man unit actually has an incredible net rating for the season. So I'm, I think their yeah, young no, core I love that. He <laughs> wow. uh, is one of the ones where I'm like, I think they have an argument because, I mean, I do – I look at the whole league thinking 
who has an argument against my young Grizzlies core? Yeah. And I know Hawks fans will think they might have the best core in the NBA. And I can't really argue with them other than the fact that I'm not a huge believer in Trey Young yet. He murdered yeah. the, he the best murdered player them. on their team. Oh, when when you rattled off those five Hawks, Heath, I just thought four seed in the West, four seed in the East for the next 10 years. <laughs> they could, they could be. Yeah. Four or five seed in the East. They could all win co-player of the month. Like the <laughs> And I will say, point Maybe of order, that 60-win Hawks team would have finished fourth in the Southwest Division that year. Look it up. And maybe oh, that's wow. the name of the club. The name of the club is the fourth seed in the East. Yeah. <laughs> the new hottest club downtown. The very hot club. All right, so the Hawks. All right, we're going to get into some good ones now. This one I can't wait to hear your take on. The Pelicans. Zion, mm. Ingram, Lonzo, Hayes. The list is dropping off at the end there, but very heavy at the top. <laughs> Ken, Kenrich. Zion. Kenrich is like 27 or something. I looked it up today, and I was really oh, yeah. shocked at how old he is. <laughs> yeah. I think he's 25, but uh, they're in the club. The Pelicans are in the club on the basis of Zion Williamson and Ingram and Lonzo Ball. I mean, those those three there, you're very excited about. Jackson Hayes seemed promising in the amount he played, but that's like that core, those few guys, and they're a little bit younger. Like I like them, and uh, <laughs> they're not they're not a, a 24 or a 25 like others we're talking about. We're gonna uh, get banned. We're, even, we're gonna... even though Ingram is even though Ingram's about to get paid that second contract, it loses some of the luster for me for the young core. But you know, Lonzo Ball, Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, assuming he stays, yes, that, that's a core. I, I, they're they're in the club. I think as long as they have Zion, they're in the club. Yeah, he's a one man club. <laughs> it's just yeah. a one man. True, <laughs> Zion is his own. I, club. Although it's only it's only been it's only been seventeen games. I'm okay with. I'm I'm accepting. Hot takes that Zion Williamson is the Trey Young of power forwards. That's fine with me. Wow. What? Like, shoot, threes and doesn't play defense? Wow. Lot of steps. Not, well, not, I'll not say this. I feel better about the Jokic slander before. <laughs> yeah, I, I do too. I feel a lot better. <laughs> um, I've never, I've only heard that take from one person, so I'm, so I'm kind of excited to have heard it from a second now. Everyone talking about the Pelicans like they were going to catch the Grizzlies. The Pelicans were, I think, it's like, personal. This is yeah, what it is. The Nurkic isn't actually good, guys. I mean, come on. They lost. They lost to the Timberwolves. Yeah. I, I think they're, they're they're basically 500 when Zion Williamson plays. Wow. I, I can go back to that like net rating. Their, their starting lineup that the Drew and Lonzo. Uh, Ingram favors Zion Williamson, I think is the highest net rating five-man unit in the entire NBA. So they seemed awesome, but I, we haven't seen a lot yet. I'm just saying I we haven't it. seen a lot I yet. I love it. Yeah, you know what? It is fair. I, to me, they're in the club. They've got bottle service. They're they're yeah. very comfortably <laughs> yeah. in the club. There was no line. They went straight in. They exactly. built the, the club around Zion. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, the Denver Nuggets. Ooh. So we've got Jamal Murray. We've got Michael Porter Jr., Bull Bull. And you're going to laugh at these people I included on this list, but Noah Vonley, P.J. Dozier, also under 25. <laughs> Noah Vonley's been 23 Kate's for like, who? 14 years. <laughs> no. Yeah, Noah Vonley, I thought for this. Like, Noah Vonley being 25 is, is very exciting and surprising. Um, Jokic is 25. Tor- Tori Craig's yeah, at 29. That's... No, I said Jordan McRae. Don't forget about oh, Jordan McRae. Oh, Jordan McRae. <laughs> you know, one of, one of the great things we lost with the pandemic is is a Jordan McRae, like, 35-point April game. Those are, like, every season. No. <laughs> Jordan McRae goes bonkers. And no. Nuggets actually managed to lose that before the pandemic. Yeah, they waved him. They cut him, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I don't, I don't have, I don't like the Nuggets are going to be good for the next few seasons, but I don't consider them in the young core club because yeah. I, I feel like the, the guys are too old. I don't think there's a lot more. There's not much better that Jamal Murray's going to get. I know that might be upsetting. But I feel like we kind of know what he is. I don't believe in a huge improvement. Some guys have done it. Kyle Lowry's done it. Chauncey Billups has done it. Like there's been a lot of point guards who later in the career got really, really good. Um, I, I'm guessing no. I could easily be wrong. Uh, and then just Jokic, he's out of the club for me. A little bit too old. And um, <laughs> it's, all, it's all the Michael Porter Jr. question. And it's like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. He had, I saw every one of his amazing games. I, I know that. I saw like that Pacers game where I was like, this is the best player I've ever seen. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I felt that that's way. That's the well. thing is his good games, he looks like yeah. the MVP. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's incredible. So I'm gonna I, I would rather have I would rather have I mean if we're including Jokic, I guess, but Put it on wax. What is it? Oh, in or out? Are we in I'm the gonna, club or I'm not? Gonna, I'm gonna say if we have a cancellation from the Celtics, the Nuggets can get in, but otherwise <laughs> they're no. on the waiting list. <laughs> waiting list. We got. Ali, we got a, Ali's like, what the I hell do graphic like, do I put up for this one? Like, <laughs> wait list. Wait it's list. funny, man. Like two years ago, I would have been, or even a year ago, beside myself. But it, I, yeah, two year, two year windows for this whatever we're doing here. It's it, every two years, it's different. It's oh, so totally, true. Yeah. Like two years ago, we were so excited about Gary Harris. We're like, oh great, we have that penciled in. He's awesome. And then the last two years of Gary. Harris to be like kind of what happened and it's no longer this is an exciting young piece of the team it's more like that's a concerning spot like he's a Tony Allen now but he's not as good at defense and that's not great so that's you know. a great point by Darwin weren't the Nuggets like one of the youngest playoff teams ever this last year <laughs> like, they, they were right yeah <laughs> but they're like they're all like 25 and good right, like, right, right. The thing, and all the other thing about it is they're getting a little bit of the uh thunder from like 2011 where it's like they're really young still yeah but they've been in the conversation for enough years that it's like they're they're right. already in the we've talked about yeah. jamal gary and yoke for three years now, they're so different than the hawks who are like still figuring out who they are the nuggets kind of know who they are now it's just can they become good enough at who they are well also right. that's a, it's a really good point like the hawks are terrible and so we're thinking like oh there's hope we think this could for be the future yeah. for the future <laughs> and i think that's that's a it's a good lesson to remember it's a fun exercise to talk about cores and talk about like oh what we could be in the future as a grizzlies fan when we're when we're tanking we're, we're taking victory laps and things that aren't really real we're taking victory laps in hope yeah. and it's like that's that core as a fan i'm always like no you really should enjoy the time you're winning if you're the nuggets and you're the three seed that's awesome like that's the good yeah. stuff oh yeah when you're going to be bad yes it's preferable if you can spin a narrative of hope which is what like the hawks have and what the grizzlies have but it is actually technically better and don't let any podcast tell you it's bad <laughs> to win games and to like win 47 games and go to the playoffs that's better you take it. Your hope always, when it becomes real, when, when you get that, that young core, you know, the new car syndrome off the lot, you're like, man, this core is that good. <laughs> and, like, the Nuggets were, when they were in that phase, were just, like, already winning games. Like, two years ago, they were one of the five youngest teams in the NBA. All four of them were botter feeders, and the Nuggets had a lot of wins. So they almost, like, skipped that phase. of. By the time the national audience realized these three were – these three and company were good – you know, they were already like in that two seed, three seed kind of tier. So, yeah. Yeah. well, we got to keep it moving here. Oklahoma City, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Terrence Ferguson, Amadou Diallo, uh, that I can't even say his first name, Dort. 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 <laughs> yeah, something, something Dork. Dort, <laughs> who actually murdered the Nuggets. Do you guys remember that? It was terrible. Yeah. There, yeah, out of the club. Get out of the club. I can't believe no, you even bothered yeah, reading. I, 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 
I, I, watched every, <laughs> I watched every single Shea Gilders Alexander shot on stats.nba.com recently because there's no NBA. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I had a great year. I don't want to see more of him. But no, I mean, Shea is exciting. He's young. Yeah, no. He's, yeah, he's I, I think there are literally no clubs in Oklahoma City. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. <laughs> um, here's an interesting one. The Timberwolves. Towns is actually only 24. I was surprised by that. Um, Russell, Beasley, Akogi, uh, Culver, Beasley. Wancho, Vando. They're in Wancho. And Wancho, man, they're another team that has, you know, top level guys. And I'm not a Russell guy, but whatever. But then they just have so many other guys. Like, I don't know if you're high on a Kogi, but they've got like eight of those guys. So a Kogi's 21 years old, which blew my mind a little bit that he's that young. So the Timberwolves are one where if you include up to 25, you think maybe they're in the club. But I think this team's going to be bad. And, like, I think this team is like they. However, as opposed to being a team that I I did not like watching recently, this core right now, like if they keep Malik Beasley, if they run it back next year with D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Carlton Towns, like that's gonna be my favorite thirty-two win team in the NBA. I'm so happy you said this, Keith. I could I could not agree more. I They're not gonna be good. They're not gonna be. They're gonna be terrible. Terrible. And thus, as Nuggets fans, you can still root for Malik and Wancho. It's harmless, I promise. It's actually more fun to root for them when they're the team's bad. It's like, man, that they got to get out of Minnesota, man. They're they're ruining them. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm low on them as well. Uh, and it's funny because if you went down the list with them in Atlanta and we're like, okay, you know, Towns or Trey, I don't know. You might. I I would take Towns. You know, Russell oh, yeah. or Collins yeah. or whatever. You start going down. It's like you're taking all Timberwolves, and then you're like, yeah, no, they're not in the club. And part of that is because it's the Timberwolves, the organization, and then some of it is they don't. Russell Towns, those guys to me, even Beasley to a certain extent, I feel like they need a. They need there's something they're missing that's not basketball. They need they need another piece there that's not the basketball pieces, in my opinion. I know it's kind of a hot Russell and Towns give me a lot of. Uh... KD and Kyrie energy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, for sure. I could see it. All right, moving on because we got to get through this one. The Kings, Fox, Bagley. That's eh, kind of it. I mean, Giles, they're out of the club. <laughs> Jaron Fox is incredible. It was a lost season for Marvin Bagley, but now get them out the club. Out the club. All right. No, yeah. not for them. Um, The Suns, Booker, Aiton, Bridges, Ubre, Cam Johnson, who I kind of like. So with the age cut off, with Booker being included, this team's on the club. This team okay. is, uh, I mean, I, I like DeAndre Ayton. It's like popular to look, kind of slam on him that yeah. he hasn't figured it out and he's bad at defense or whatever. He's but become like, underrated, I think. Yeah. He's got so many skills and he's so young. You're like, it's amazing like how good he is. Maybe don't shoot the 17-footer every time, but he's, yeah. he's good <laughs> at some stuff that I'm excited about him. I like Mikhail Bridges. If you want to play the net rating game, once again, you have to throw in a, you have to throw in a Rubio. But, like, when Mikhail Bridges and if Kelly Oubre is included in this, yeah, I think he's 24 maybe. Yeah, he's uh, up there. He's at the cutoff. So, yeah, if you include Kelly Oubre, Devin Booker, Mikhail Bridges, and Aiton, those four guys together actually had an incredible net rating. And I'm, I'm excited about all those guys. They're also a team where a, a player I hate on more than Trey Young is Devin Booker. I, like, on Fast Break Breakfast, I, it's like a bread and butter for me. It's just throwing <laughs> Devin Booker. I think he's kind of, like <laughs> – insanely overrated but yeah. maybe he'll Brent put it Butler. together he, he, i mean he puts it like he's so efficient and he's so good at offense but he's so bad at everything else that i i don't know but keep, i keep, say, that's your that's your second this team is in the club but their best player i don't believe in him that, that's <laughs> your second one it's true so right now this club is the club of hope i'm well prepared to kick a lot of these guys out out of the thing but i don't think i don't think i can't cross off 
the Suns yet, even though I'm not a big Devin Booker fan. Fair enough. Fair enough. Sorry. The Suns Mike, are in the same club to me as Minnesota. They're in that same one where it's yeah. like they're really good, but I just the Suns can get in the club at like eight thirty. <laughs> I think they have to be out of the club by eleven. Like, all right, yeah. we're checking IDs at eleven, guys. It's no longer a restaurant at the full on bar. Um, I think uh, for them, like, if I told you two years from now, are the Suns a contender? Are they like in the conversation right, for no one of the like would, yeah. tier one or tier two teams? I just maybe. I mean, they have the talent too. I just don't think they will. See, I I agree with you there. If if this game was who's going to be a contender in two years, but it's yeah. more about th- yes, their timeline is two years. Yes, the Hawks' timeline is probably four. So it's, yeah. Yeah. Um, but like I, I don't know. I, I guess maybe it's incorrect on my part. But in my, in my whatever this mental exercise, I think of these young players as being like, if I was a fan of that team, I would still be optimistic, even though we're awful, and get our right. teeth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Although I mean, honestly, the Suns were secretly coming on a little bit. They had been. They weren't that far behind. The Kings, the Spurs, the Pelicans with awesome yeah. Diane Williamson. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I love this slander. I know exactly where it's coming from. It's Memphis and New Orleans are of the, course two, it the is. true, like, same conference, same division. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, like I when totally someone tells us Dame is better than Jokic, like, yeah, all right, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be more like a, a Gobert Jokic, where it's <laughs> like, yeah, but you'd rather have defense from your center guys if we're being like, all right, you know what? F you. Um, I, think it's, I think there's some real. Tell your center to defend our center so. yeah exactly get him too yeah there are um, fights going on in this club by the way there I can't, there's a lot of fights there's a lot of fights outside the club too all right the mavs uh the 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 mavericks this is a short list luca porzingis and then i have brunson axe cleaver how old is axe cleaver <laughs> he's old fine. 28 yeah he's fine if the list drops off though it's it's a two-man uh, four really i mean Doncic is more of a one-man party. I didn't even consider Porzingis being included. I've seen Porzingis walking out of clubs getting punched in the head. <laughs> I don't want any of that riffraff. No. Out the club. Oh, my God. I don't want any of that. Of course. might own this club. One man does not make a court. The world embraced KP. I need the satisfaction of this of this out the club graphic. There it is. Boom. Get out of here, Mavs. Get out of here, Mavs. There was a year where KP he thought he was going to be one of the most popular people on earth. Like that was his trajectory and God did the next four years. Go oh, different. wow. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. All right. Um, I think that's it. That's all the teams that I, Oh wait. Okay. I guess there is one. Okay. The Memphis Grizzlies, <laughs> they've got jaw. They've got, uh, <laughs> Jackson. Yeah, so tell me, oh, now that's my, let me put the order of young core. You could tell me how off I am on this. Cause I had jaw, um, Jaron Jackson is Who's the next guy? Brooks? Brooks is I, I'm a Brooks guy. No. He's, he's killed the Nuggets. No, uh, that's a great question. I think I think I think third on the list. If you're ranking your your assets or your hope is is either Brandon Clark or Anthony Melton. I, okay. I guess. Okay. Um, yeah, Clark. Brandon Clark. Yeah, yeah. So like I Brandon Clark, Anthony Melton at like a three and four. I think Dylan Brooks, he, he's just a he's like a six man or seven. He's a backup. Yeah, so yeah. You, you still have hope maybe Melton could be a starter, even though he's undersized. Um and then I don't know, like are you including I got like, Winslow is only like twenty. I was just, surprised how old young he is. Winslow just turned twenty-four. That's crazy to me. I, uh, I was looking at it, I was like, he's like twenty-eight. Jones is twenty-three. Hey, here's a stat I found out today that will blow your minds. John Conchar. I, uh, <laughs> I was so ready for this. Well, John Conchar is the, I think, seventh oldest Grizzly. John and he's Conchar. a <laughs> John Conchar, he was a four-year guy. He's this is a basketball player? 
He's 24. <laughs> First of all, you would love Conchar. I'm telling you. I love Conchar. So I, I had somebody in the Nuggets front office before the draft this last year. I was like, what's a name that's like shows up high on the draft board that's like nobody's talking about or whatever? And it was Conchar. They're like, I mean, look, he might never be a player, but – you know, if you look at some of the numbers, he projects to be like a top four player. So oh, the, the Stepien guys who do their draft board, they had Contra really like like this is the twentieth best player. Oh, also Jonte Porter, just Jonte. Yeah. Oh man, oh, I was yeah. really prepared Jonte. for the Nuggets to get like, Jonte. We, we, we got a free look at Jonte Porter. I mean, I, I, actually, I guess based on this exercise, I think Justice Winslow is actually now that I think of it, he's like third or fourth on yeah. this uh, or. I mean, I, I was blown away that Justice Winslow is younger than John Conchar. Tyus Jones is younger than John Conchar. That's crazy. If you're, um, if you're trying to talk about the Grizzlies winning a title and we're this exercise of hope and stuff, yeah. which name first, uh, Jaron Jackson or, or Ja? Like, which name pops to you as a as a Grizzlies guy here? Well, as a Grizzlies what? As a Grizzlies guy and, and like the, the Grizzlies you know, winning man. a title. Who is and your Grizzlies chap? And winning a title, I think it has to be John Morant because you you. Well, I guess if, you, if they're going to win a title, you've envisioned that John Morant has become uh, sort of Isaiah Thomas type player. Um, he's become this team leader. He, pro- I mean, he projects to be that based on one season. Well, what he's done is, is, I think, it's incredible um, to shoot near, you know, nearly fifty percent from the field. He is one of the best fourth quarter field goal percentages. He is one of the top scorers in the NBA in the fourth quarters this year. Like he has that thing where he sets up the team as the game goes along. Then they win. This is the team that I thought was going to be terrible and everyone else thought was going to be terrible. And they were legitimately, I think when Jaron and Ja play, they're 27 and 21 and that's 22 and 10 since December 1st. Ooh, I, was joking, I like that stat. I was joking with uh, Adam because you were doing like a, a top 10 teams in the NBA. And I'm like, yeah. what are they going to do? Because yeah. no joke. Since they started playing all the guys together with DeAnthony Melson, the last three months of the season, the last 45 games of the season, the Grizzlies are, I think, ninth in net rating. They're ninth in defense. This was, they, they have a total December 15th moment with them. Because when he brought yeah. that up, I looked it up. I'm like, all right, let me look at this. And it was like, oh, wow, top top eight mm-hmm. offense, top four yeah, yeah. defense. Like, so oh, like, shit. So I think to answer, um, to answer Brandon's question of, like, the, the title dream, if you want to dream about the Grizzlies, you're like, all right, John Morant becomes an all-star. Jaron Jackson Jr. becomes an all-star, and then they acquire yeah. a two-guard or a forward who is also an all-star. And that guy might be, like, the leading scorer on the team. That guy might be, like, if you could trade everything you had for Bradley Beal or, like, a someone – I don't know if the player even exists. Someone in the Drew Holiday type. The, the dream for Grizzlies right now is these guys, Ja and Jaron, and then DeAnthony and Brandon kind of fulfill maybe their, their peak potential. And for John and Jaron, that's becoming all-stars. And then you use maybe the future yeah. asset acquired in the Conley trade. You use that uh, Warriors pick you got taking on Andre Iguodala, and maybe you trade two or three picks out to bring in maybe the second-best player or the third-best player. And then you have, like, Jaron Jackson Jr. as a Chris Bosh as a third banana so yeah. that's like the dream. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a dream. It's, got, but you got the pieces. It's like Denver in that the they've got like two building blocks, and then they've got a bunch of guys that can all become something or collectively to be, yeah, turn into some other player. So I like them. They're definitely in the club. All right, guys, a lot more coming up in today's show, including the steps. You're going to want to stick around for that. Because I do have to say, one of the best qualities and one of the top characteristics of MSU Denver Online is their affordability. MSU Denver Online gives you an incredibly high quality of an education without selling out your future. I mean, I know I've been paying off student loans from college forever. I'm sure some of you guys have. 
I'm sure you know people who have. But you can take classes at MSU Denver online for an affordable price and you won't come out of it with tons of student debt to pay off. It's an awesome part about MSU Denver Online. They have a great education with great teachers, great classes, great subjects. You're going to get a top-of-the-line education, but you're not going to pay an incredible amount of money to get that education. That's the key. So like I said earlier, if you're looking to just take a couple classes on the side or maybe go back to school and get your degree, if you're a graduating high school senior or you've never been to college and want to give MSU Denver Online a try, it's a great option for everybody. Also guys, I can't even begin to tell you how much I've fallen in love with rugby over the last couple months. We do these DNVR watches and you're a listener of the Nuggets podcast, of the DNVR Nuggets podcast. I'm sure you saw our DNVR watches when we went back and watched the 2009 playoff run recently, but we are going back and watching some memorable Colorado Raptors games from the last couple of years on the weekend. So it's been awesome. Rugby is an incredible sport. I didn't know much about it when we first started watching uh, these past Raptors games. I'm sure a lot of you guys out there don't know much about it still, but it's a physical game. It's a fast-paced game. There's so much action. There's really never any stoppages in rugby, and so there's just action around the clock like every second of the match. So I've really taken a liking to rugby, and if you guys give it a shot, I think you might as well. So keep it locked to Twitter. We always tweet out when those DNVR watches start. Just follow the main DNVR underscore sports account. And we'll see you guys this weekend because I think we got another one coming up. Let's uh, let's bring on, let's close out the show now by bringing on our friend Darwin. Yeah, Darwin. Uh, What's Darwin. happening, brother? What's up, brother? Um, nice first of all, Oh, nice. In Seattle, Sonny. Wow, that's crazy. Ah, we yeah. caught you both times. Um, is Keith in the club or out of the club, Darwin? With oh, these, he's, uh, in the club. he's in the club. All right, oh, congratulations. Keith, to be no, fair, no, is, he's in the back of the club. He's like, look, he's at a table looking at yes. it, look, looking for yes. the super young people in the club. Have you signed your second contract? Rookie scale only. Well, Darwin, um, we are going to, you get to another shot here. Our first repeat uh, contestant for the steps here. Um, so go ahead and cue up number one there, Ali. And I will cue up the music on my side here. <laughs> All right. Keith, you're new yeah. to this. Yeah. Um, Darwin is not. If Keith wants, he could ask you for your advice and you could advise him on the correct answer. These ones, you know, they start off a little easy, okay. um, but they get hard very randomly. Number one, which member of the Altitude TV Denver Nuggets broadcast crew won a gold medal in the 1984 Olympics? It'll be Chris Marlowe. The legend. That is correct. The nice. legend. The, the, the legend. And the John leader line. of a very sensual life, as we've, as we've I couldn't tell which one he was in that SD State photo. Oh, oh that oh, was on Nuggets, really? right? Oh, yeah. Did, no. did y'all see that? Yeah, you of course. How do you mean you, what do you mean you couldn't tell which one it was? It was I got to find this photo for tomorrow. It's the golden you. It's like, <laughs> it looks exactly like Chris Marlowe. <laughs> in <laughs> fact, it is. In fact, it is. For a reason. All right, number two. Which, mem- which member of the Altitude TV Denver Nuggets broadcast crew was a member of the Bad Boys Pistons? No, that's uh, Scott Hastings. That is correct. That is, wow. that is correct. Wow. I would have gotten Katie Wingy. <laughs> there we go. Um, number, th- yeah, Katie Wingy. number three. 
which brother of a current Nuggets player is on the Memphis Grizzlies roster? Brother of oh, uh, <laughs> you can Dante. use your helper, <laughs> Jonte Porter. That is correct. Very good. For a second there, he almost tripped up. Wait, what was the question? What was the question? Well, I've, had, I've had a few too many of these. So. You, you can rewatch it later, uh, Eric. Um, but did he, but was the answer Jante or Michael Porter Jr.? Jante um, Porter. Yeah, you come on oh, now. God, God. Number four, which former Nuggets player is currently the assistant coach at the University of Memphis? Oh. Keith, Keith knows uh, this one. Yeah, ask, ask, Keith, ask Keith, can you help me out on this one? <laughs> I don't follow college basketball, but I believe Mike Miller is a uh, assistant coach at the uh, University of Memphis. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> correct. <laughs> that is correct. Who was number number two, Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway. Penny, yeah. I'm telling you, Penny and Mike Miller is like the ultimate. I know. I wish I was good at basketball just so I could commit to that team. I want to fake <laughs> eligibility. Yeah, I try yeah. to go. Try to sneak in. All right, number five. This is for a sticker pack. Oh, a Which, second sticker pack. Oh, this one's kind of tough. I'm not going to lie, Darwin. Which three Nuggets players had the highest paying salary for the 2019-20 season? Only this season. <clears throat> just, just this one. Millsap. Jokic. Plumley. I'm not... That's not fine. I'm going to give you a chance to we, really. We heard, the, we heard the voice inflection. So. Can, Dar- can Darwin and I talk this out? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you, cannot Google. you cannot Google it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Googling. Uh, yeah, show us your hands this whole time. <laughs> oh, by the way, I painted my fingernails with my beard. <laughs> oh, look at that. Beautiful. Oh, nice. You know I what? Mean, don't, yeah. don't show us your hands ever oh, again. Yeah. I can't hold the thing my pants. Gary Harris is making a pretty penny. Oh, Gary's 20 plus. But is, is he? He's making more than Plumley. I don't know Plumley's salary. Plumley like, like thirteen 19. or fourteen or something. Oh, nineteen. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the yeah, appropriate reaction given Nurkic's money. <laughs> what about? I don't know what I'm looking at here. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Is this a Mason Plumley jersey? Oh, oh my god! <laughs> you guys, I'm telling you, Keith, he he. He knows all the. He's a fan of the obscure. How I, have, how I, have a, I have a. No, I have a Tyler Lydon jersey. Hang on. No, you do not. Wait. <laughs> wait. You're about to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, all right, Darwin, we do need an answer from you here. It's early in the game. Yes. That is. Sorry. That is correct. Well done. Well done. Well done. Adam, Adam pretends he's got psych outs one through five, but but don't. All right, Darwin, sticker pack or T-shirt? What are we doing here? Oh, we're, let's let's keep it. Let's go. Let's keep it going. Number Love six. It. Love oh, it, baby. <laughs> Risking it all for a T-shirt. Rank the order of Northwest Division teams by total wins when the season ended this year. The season, by the way, did not end yet. Well, when it got you know <laughs> postponed. Yeah, postponed right. Away. It'll be Nuggets. Yes. No, but yeah, Nuggets, Jazz, Thunder, Portland, T Wolves. Well done. I thought wow. you tripped well up. Well done. That this that was really impressive. This nice question tri- tripped up our own Harrison Wind in the pre. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot who I was in the Northwest that. Division for a second. <laughs> number well, seven. Let's number just get seven. rid of divisions. Who was Denver <laughs> Nuggets general manager and executive vice president before Tim Conley? Before Tim Conley, EVP. Oh. Uh, Messiah. 
I'm gonna need a full name. <laughs> Could be any Masai. Well, after, no. after failing on that Matumbo question, that's a that's legit. <laughs> All right, number eight. Only two Denver Nuggets players have earned first team All NBA honors while playing for the Denver Nuggets. Who are they? First team, Jokic and Alex English. He's ah! out! Get the hell out of here! Oh, <laughs> close. So close. The correct answer, David Thompson. Oh, the Skywalker. Skywalker, David Thompson. The answer is always Alex English. Unless, unless, that one's tough. Unless. <laughs> that was a tough one, man. Hey, Keith, we don't just hand out t-shirts. Here. That's good. I would not. You got yeah, to earn terrible it. terrible business model. By person. the way, I just want to say, regarding your t-shirt, Keith, did you did you absorb the Denver Nuggets as your side piece because they have the exact same color scheme as your <laughs> beloved Memphis Grizzlies? Well... The Grizzlies don't even use this yellow anymore, but they did uh, briefly. We, we no. don't use the baby blue, but it was all yeah. Okay. It was it was all and, just all Jokic. Yes, and I love the synergy between the Grizzlies. these two teams. Me too, man. I love it. But, real Officially, here. Grizzlies guys on the the DMV 2023 <laughs> Western Conference Finals, though, all friendships Ooh. are off. <laughs> Keith, so much, thanks job. so much, man. This was fun. This was like a lot of basketball, like actual basketball talk. It made we me feel this. like the season was still alive and well, and like the world was normal and happening. Yeah. But um, so it felt but it's good. not. So but you it's know. not. Um, <laughs> like it wasn't only well. just the Michael Jordan doc. Everybody, go check out his podcast, Fast Break Breakfast. Hilarious podcast, very fun, high energy, great intensity, I would say. Lots of energy. Uh, you can find it on all platforms, and we'll tweet it out as well. So everybody else, thanks for riding with us. We'll see everybody next time. All right, guys, fun show today. Thanks for sticking around and listening. Great guest. Keith was awesome. Had some great insight on the Memphis Grizzlies. Probably my favorite thing about Denver Rubber Company is just how freaking knowledgeable these guys are. I mean, you ask them any question about any project that you might be doing around the house, they'll have an answer for you. They can help you out in so many different ways. Just their industry knowledge is unparalleled. They've actually remained open during these times to supply products to other businesses like medical, military, defense, government, when energy and food and beverage industries. They've been around since 1972, so you know they know their stuff. Call them today. For any snowplow needs, they also provide custom cut rubber and foam gaskets, hose assemblies, and metal parts. 1-800-259-0010. You can also visit them at drcfirst.com backslash dnvr.